Welcome to the Double Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Italiano. My guest today is Stephanie Gibson. She's the curator of the Lilly Museum of Art at the University of Nevada, Reno. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I just want to start by asking you a bit about your own background. Whereabouts are you from and where did your interest in art come from? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you for asking. So I am originally from Ottawa, Canada, and I've been in Reno since 2013. My interest in art, you know, I guess like I could think about my earliest memories of connecting with art. I grew up in a a small suburb outside of Canada's capital and going to the National Gallery of Canada and seeing work from artists from around Canada and then from around the world across different time periods. I think that's when my world opened up for me. I think I could suddenly see a much larger world beyond my own suburban front door. And I could somehow understand histories and civilizations and contextualize my own experience a little bit better when I looked at art. It was really kind of the the gateway for me to understanding the world. Yeah, is there a particular time period that really grew your interest in it? I I wouldn't say there was a particular time period, but I was just fascinated by the way different communities and empires and civilizations needed to define themselves in some way through artistic experience. So if that was uh, in architecture, if that was in, you know, cave drawings, humans need to to um, express themselves through art and then then to kind of develop communities and, and civilizations around that. That just felt really meaningful and important to me. So like the storytelling aspect of it. A little bit, yeah. You're a curator now. So what drew you to becoming an art curator? Yeah, so I've had the pleasure of working at institutions big and small in in the arts and culture world for most of my career. So I've worked at ethnographic museums and just sort of understanding kind of collections management and and understanding how how museums are formed. And then I've been on planning teams for for brand new museums as well. So my curatorial work is, is somewhat informed by my experience working working in institutions. And so I like to think about uh, the role of a curator in helping to tell the story of an artist uh, and to help an artist tell their own story. I, I like to think about how a curator has this institutional responsibility, uh, but at the same time needs to kind of get out of their own way and, and kind of privilege the, the artwork itself. So it's just, it's been a curious kind of position to hold. And, and I like the balance that has to to happen in curating uh, an exhibition or curating the work of an artist to kind of share the relationship, uh, to have a relationship with an artist and sort of build a story together and then also be responsible sort of for older art and and, and try to tell tell the story of, of a collection or a group of, of works of art in a new and interesting way to captivate an audience and to kind of recognize and help an audience see that this art is for them. Yeah, so it's really about working with the artist to create something totally unique, totally different for that specific artwork. Yeah, in, in some cases, yes. And also just contextualizing it in a museum space. These aren't neutral locations. And so when we're when we're sharing art in a museum space, there's there's an air of authority and there's an air of responsibility. The 
object before it moves into a museum space has a certain level of preciousness and it has a totally new level of preciousness and value once it's in a museum space. So I'm really interested in how that value and how those conversations change when the door of the museum is opened. Yeah, and I guess the security aspect of it all has <laughs> to come alone. into that as Let well. Let alone, yes, yeah. of course. So what was your journey to becoming an art curator? So you mentioned that you had previous experiences, and do you reckon that's what led it? Yeah, so as I said, you know, I've always been really fascinated with the creation of art and how art functions in institutions. I have a master's degree in art history uh, where I had a particular interest in the study of uh, contemporary Canadian photography and the work of Jeff Wall. Uh, Jeff Wall, if our you know audience is unfamiliar with his work, was uh, sort of a leading artist in, in conceptual photography starting in the late 70s and really led the charge to make um, artificial photography, so uh, staged works, kind of things that we take for granted today with the way we have filters and the way we can manipulate art digitally, uh, photographs digitally. Uh, He was doing that like physically splicing negatives and and, and other uh, photographs in the 70s and doing really interesting things and also referencing art history in his work. So I've always been interested in kind of that movement from contemporary art back to traditional work. Do you reckon there needs to be more of traditional art seen in modern day society? Well, I do think that when we look back, I would love, you know, if I think about the lily and the role of the lily in Reno on the campus at UNR and in this region more broadly, I really think there's a place to emphasize the importance of art history. You know, the humanities are kind of constantly under scrutiny and and perhaps even under attack in in many ways. And art, I think there's a pathway for everybody to appreciate art in a a new and unique way. There's a vulnerability when we approach things that we don't understand, objects that we don't understand and don't fully comprehend. And I think that vulnerability when you enter into a relationship with a work of art can be incredibly moving and can be incredibly transformational as to how we communicate ourselves with that object and then how we take that relationship and bring it out with empathy into the outside world, if that makes sense. Yeah, sort of like the connection and how it's changing or transforming a person by viewing such a visual piece. I think art has a capacity for transformation, yes. And I think... It's just as it's important that we learn about history, you know, what's the adage, like, or we're doomed to repeat it. I think we all have something to learn from historic works of art as well. And and they can be really wonderful things to have in our lives. I think spending time with art is one of the great things that we can do as humans and it's part of the good life. So I, I'm just, you know, a huge advocate for it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed a change in Reno lately? I sure have. Well then, keep up with the movers and shakers and unique people of Reno by listening to the Our Town Reno podcast, where we discuss helping each other out. New episodes play every week and feature real Reno stories told by us, the people who live here. Listen in. (laughs) 
So what makes the Lily Museum of Art so unique? Well, I, I think it's a gem on UNR's campus. I've said this before. It, it is part of the architecture and, and the ecosystem of the art community in this region in northern Nevada. We have a really wonderfully unique collection of over 5,000 pieces of art in our collection for students to come see and learn from. Our collection is composed of many regional and Nevada artists, so it's just this wonderful archive of works of stories from this region. And we have works from time immemorial to the present day. So it's just this wonderful resource. Uh, You know, being on campus, we could be one of the first museums that a student or a person has ever been to here. So we take that responsibility really seriously. And I really look forward to making sure students and the rest of the community in Reno recognizes that this space is for them, that this collection is is being shared with them and that they feel welcome in the space. Museums can be intimidating, but I want I want our community to feel like this is an accessible space that is telling their stories and I want them to see works on the walls that you know kind of resemble them. I I'd like to see really diverse exhibitions, I'd show the diversity of our collection and you know tell some really interesting stories and and show some really beautiful excellent art. Yeah, sounds like you have guys have a really important role to play. I hope so, yes. Being an outsider myself from Australia. Yeah, walking into the museum was incredible. Instantly captivated. Just, it was very, yeah, transformative. I'm going to use that word again. <laughs> I quite like it. We have a pretty robust student worker program where we welcome students and interns to learn about the collection alongside of our our, uh, collections care technicians and people who know how to to handle artwork and and students can learn about that process. I think there's like a wealth of knowledge to be shared about the museum, not only the collection that hangs on the wall, but the the way the museum is run. And I take that um, job really seriously. What are the priorities for the museum? So going forward, Will anything change now that you're the director? We've had a a wonderful legacy of leadership at the Lily, so I'm just so pleased to be here. I hope to see the the space grow. I hope to see our collections grow. And I hope to see our exhibition program remain robust and and grow even more. So we have big plans. You know, I'm like two minutes into the role, but I'm really excited at the direction that the Lily is going. And we've got wonderful community support. We have wonderful support from across the university. So I hope to just welcome more people in. I hope people can really interact with our collection and interact with our staff and really see that art and art museums are locations for learning and places for them. So if if I can, if that can be a goal for the next few years during my tenure as director and we can achieve that, if people really kind of recognize the Lily as a place for them, I'll know that I've done a good job. Do you have any plans actually to work with emerging and local artists? Absolutely. We have different gallery spaces actually so there's the Lily Museum and I will note that we have a really excellent exhibition opening at the beginning of March featuring the work of Las Vegas based Linda Alterwitz she's a wonderful artist who experiments with different forms of photography and works like in this really interesting intersection between art and science uh, where she'll use uh, thermal imaging to photograph the body to, to think about the way the body kind of exists in the world and exists in nature 
and uh, she's just been wonderful to work with. So I think there's like all these places that we can we can think about our physical form through art in a really interesting way with Linda's work. We also have a, a front door gallery close to the Lily that recognizes more emerging artists' work. So I, I can definitely see local and regional artists exhibited in that space. What drew you to studying art history and photography? Have you always been captivated by photography? I guess I was just interested in the way, like, what does it mean to to illustrate a contemporary world? And I think that was how I was first drawn to photography as a medium from an art historical perspective. Did you always want to become an art curator or was photography your main I was always a terrible photographer. (laughs) I went to art school. I loved painting. I loved thinking about photography. I hated taking photographs, though. (laughs) What was the art school? I went to the University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario, and then did graduate work at Concordia University in Montreal. Wow. Yeah. What was different to Montreal? Uh, Montreal has a really incredible art scene. It's probably the last bohemian city in North America, to be honest, and there's just, uh, you know, wonderful art happening there. Would you consider yourself an artist? Do you have any work yourself that you are proud of? I no longer consider myself an artist unless you consider, you know, a Sunday painter. But um, I think, you know, working with your hands, um, is it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, sure. I think there's sort of an <laughs> art component to becoming an art, like being an art curator. I think working with the artist, so could consider yourself that. <laughs> I, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. generous. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, no, I'm just really looking forward to introducing our community or continuing to introduce our community to art and to art history and to recognize the importance of it on this campus, across across the campus, and, and just really welcoming people to the Lily and, and help tell the stories of those who've been left out of art history. I think we have a, a huge mandate to do that here at the Lily, and, and I'm just really excited about the years to come. Are there any particular communities you want to try and implement more? I would love to work with our Indigenous communities to to show some upcoming shows as well. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> You've been listening to episode 31 of the Double Scoop podcast. Our theme music comes from Reno singer-songwriter Greg Gilmore. It's a clip from his song, Who Am I? You can find more episodes of the Double Scoop podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or at thedoublescoop.art. I'm Charlotte Italiano. Thanks for listening.